It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's time. Time for silver and black today. To the ground game. Touchdown Las Vegas. We're breaking down the latest Raider news from on and off the field. And bringing you conversations with newsmakers and record breakers. So hold on, Raider Nation. It's time to get get it it on. Here's your hosts, Scott Goldbranson and Mo Moulton. All right, Raider Nation. We are live here on Silver and Black today, the live edition. Breaking news, of course, Derek Carr benched for the remainder of the season, and in all intents and purposes, unless something drastically changes, it signals probably the end of his career as a Raider after nine seasons. Welcome back. Scott Branson, Mo Moten, uh, and uh, just a a phenomenal um, piece of news coming out of the Raiders press conference today with Josh McDaniels. How did he break it to the media? Uh, He almost sounded like a kid that was telling his parents he did something wrong. Uh, But I'm going to play the audio for you, Mo, for a second, and then we'll come back and talk. Here's what Josh McDaniels said. Here's the announcement from earlier, just after 11 a.m. Pacific today. A couple things to update everybody on. Um, We put uh, Denzel and Chandler on IR, uh, so they will um, they'll be out the remaining uh, couple weeks this season. Um, and had a had a uh, good conversation with the quarterbacks this morning, and uh, so we're we're going to go ahead and and start Jarrett uh, the last couple games of the season here. Um, you know, we're, none of us is happy with where we're at, um, but we think it's a an opportunity to. Um, you know, evaluate a younger player who hasn't had much time to play. Um, you know, uh, talking to Derek, uh, who was great. Um, you know, he understands uh, the scenario that we're in and the situation and um, very supportive of the two young guys. Uh, the, those three guys obviously have worked together hand in hand all year and, um, you know, he'll do anything he can to help them. So, um, you know, that's what we're going to do. Um, and obviously we're Well, there you go, Mo. There was the announcement earlier today. Derek Carr done for the year uh, in something that was not surprising to us, Mo. We talked about it throughout the rest of the week. We talked about it on this morning's mailbag show and on yesterday's show as well. uh, But you and I off the air thought, well, geez, they probably won't do it till later in the week if they do it because of the game planning. But where we're at now, the reaction out there, of course, uh, amongst uh, those in uh, the the Raider Nation social media world is what you expected. There's people melting down. There's people uh, that are cheering and, and having parades. Uh, like Derek Carr's career with the Raiders, it's been very polarizing. But 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 uh, tell me, Mo, your initial reaction when you heard this come down today and your feelings on it thus far. First of all, I want to say that this is one of those where were you moments. <laughs> I I was I'm sitting down because as you know I do my betting column that runs every Thursday on Bleach Report, and I'm you know I'm going through I go through my final checks I go through the lines. The Raiders started off it was minus six in favor of the 49ers, so I looked down at the at the line, and it's nine and a half. 
And if you're into betting, you know lines don't mm-hmm. jump that much unless there's a quarterback switch or change or injury. So I'm not a I'm not a reporter. So I'm not going to get on Twitter or social media and say Derek Carr is getting benched. But in my head, I'm I'm thinking yes, he's going to get benched because the line doesn't jump three and a half points for a defensive player going on IR, i.e. Denzel Perryman or Chandler Jones. So I'm so in my head, I'm like, this is significant. He's not going to play the last two games. What immediately goes through my head is okay, what's the plan? And I and I thought about Dave Ziegler and the type of GM he's been so far, very calculated. So I would say, while it's not definitive that the Raiders are going to move on from Carr, I know a lot of people, that's that's the sentiment out there, and it's most likely going to happen. But as Jeremy Fowler said, there is a sliver of possibility that, that they don't. But it would take a lot. Obviously, it would take, I don't know what it would take, but I can think of one scenario where Carr takes a massive pay cut. To, to just mentor guys, but you don't want an expensive tutor. So I, I see that as like just a kind of a pie in the sky type of scenario. But you're thinking about Dave Ziegler and him being a calculated person and sitting Derek Carr. Why is he doing it? Because it's obvious the Raiders are going to consider trading Derek Carr. They wouldn't do this if they weren't. So that's yeah. obviously on the table. Now I think it shifts to what does Derek Carr want? And we talked about this on the last show. I was I, and I put this out on the column. I've even retweeted mm-hmm. it. Two things could happen now. Derek Carr could say, "Okay, you guys plan on moving on. I, I'll move on to. I'll go on to it. I'll play for another team of my choice. You know, give me a list of options of teams that are interested in me, and I'll and I'll pick one. And you get your compensation. I can go on my way. The other option, which is not the best option for the Raiders, is that he chooses to walk away from the game." Now, I've said this before. He's He's gone to the podium publicly multiple times and said, I'd rather play golf than play for another team. Now, we're going to see if that is just all talk at the podium in the moment or if he really meant that. Now, in the column that I put out, he said he was dead serious about this. So we're about to find out. Now, if he wants to walk away, the problem for the Raiders, if he wants to away, is that they're not going to get uh, draft capital for him if he wants to walk away because I firmly believe that you can get a back-end first round pick for him but teams are desperate for quarterbacks these days i know some people don't think they're then why the then fans most some fans would say if they're desperate for quarterbacks why are you getting rid of them because you want to get better for the future and you think there's a better <laughs> pathway there's more upside but that's a whole different conversation it but is we'll I, get to what, I, what i will say is that there are teams out there desperate for quarterbacks there are gms out there desperate to keep their jobs they will offer if they're on again if they're on the back end of the first round would you rather have pick 32 or pick 29 or pick 25 or yeah. a serviceable starting quarterback in this league who Jeremy Fowler said some evaluators feel like Derek Carr is a top 10 quarterback. Now, if one of those evaluators are are working for a team that needs a quarterback, they would give up a first round pick for him. So if he wants to go somewhere else, that's the best case scenario for the Raiders because they can get the draft capital. If he's serious about retiring, not the best scenario because you can recoup the money, but you won't be able to get draft capital for Derek Carr in return. Yeah, and and we do we do know too that this again I was I was just on the air uh, today as you can imagine with all the things going on with Adrian Hernandez from our sisters our our I should say our station in Las Vegas eleven forty the bet ninety eight five the fan and he asked me about you know Lamar Jackson these different names that are being floated out there and, and I said no I don't see it not just because of the money involved but also to your point Mo and I think this is what you don't move away from Derek Carr unless you are starting to think about a future, a quarterback of the future, somebody who's young, who's going to come in on a rookie contract. We talk about this every week. 
the best and most valuable thing in the NFL is a rookie contract, especially a quarterback. If you have a quarterback who can start for you, especially on a rookie contract, that's how you build and you actually build quickly. Look, now the Chiefs were a pretty good team when Alex Smith gave way to Patrick Mahomes. But the reason they were able to add to that roster and build what they build was because Mahomes was on that rookie contract. And so I think, to me, knowing what happened in, in New England, what they did in New England, and knowing Dave Zingler learned there, to me, that's the blueprint you're looking at here. And I know people don't want to hear that because they want to have hear Tom Brady, and they want to hear Aaron Rodgers, and they want to hear Lamar Jackson. But in reality, you have to think two steps ahead, two or three years down the road. Yeah, and a lot of people are saying Lamar Jackson, and I understand Raiders fans want the best. They don't want to take a step back, but I will caution fans that a lot of times when you go for a bridge gap quarterback, that bridge gap is not necessarily better than the quarterback that you moved on from. The hope is that you're better within three to five years down the line, assuming that your scouting department hits on a, on a draft pick or a young guy that they bring in. So if they bring in a, a bridge gap guy, you can't say, well, this guy's not better than Carr. Why did we move on? It's what are they going to do in addition to that bridge gap guy? Are they going to now a lot of people are saying they're not interested in drafting a quarterback? I don't know if that's necessarily true yet, because to, mm -hmm. to, to my point earlier, Dave Ziggler hasn't really tipped his hand to show, like, what is he going to do? The Devonta Adams trade came out of nowhere. The, the Chandler Jones signing came out of nowhere. So I don't think I don't even think the Raiders know exactly what they're going to do yet. Again, I think this move to bench Derek Carr is just the first step to keep their options open that, yeah. okay, if we get a deal, if we get a good deal to trade Derek Carr, we want him to be healthy so that it doesn't damage his trade value. Now, Mo, the, the, the national media and a lot of media, has, uh, I think local media, Raiders media is a little bit different. They're being a little more careful how they couch this. National media's immediately jumped. The Raiders are done with Derek Carr. Um, yep. I still think there's a small percentage chance yep that he comes back, uh, that, that they figure out either restructure or, you mm -hmm. know, they, they do something. Um, I do think that that has gone down percentage wise. If I had to put a percentage on it, I had say that went down with this, but at the same time, we also heard a floating out of an injury that Derek Carr had. I have a report unconfirmed that he might be having surgery. We don't know that for sure. Again, I'm not going to confirm that. I'm just telling you some things that are being floated out there. Um, so, so there could still be, if the relationship's in a good place, and we don't know that it is or it isn't, we just don't know. If the relationship's in a good place between McDaniel, Ziegler, and Carr, then there still could be something here, but clearly a big shot across the bow no matter what happens here. And I think the shock of this, even though we've been talking about it for two weeks, is going to take a little bit for people to get used to, especially a guy who's been so loyal and such a fixture for Raider Nation for so long. Yeah, and I wrote about this in my column, hat tip to Vincent Bonsignor, who I quoted, I believe, in the column. Derek Carr did pop up on the injury report in November with a back injury, and Vinny Bonsignor wrote that the injury may be a little more serious than people are letting on. So that could play a part in this. And I'm not using that as an excuse of why Derek Carr played poorly. No, he played poorly because he wasn't good at the quarterback position for the past month. But that back injury, we'll see if anything comes of that, if there's surgery, if there's any procedures to follow. That's a whole different uh, avenue to go down. But what I will say is right now, we're looking at it today. What is the next domino to fall? What do people, Raider fans, have to look for next in this decision, whether they move on from Derek Carr and what do they do next? Is As I said, if I think the conversation that has to be had is, Derek, what do you want? Mm. Do you want? Are, were you serious about walking away? Because if you were, then we could recoup <laughs> some of that money in your contract. 
and we can use that money to put toward a defense or put toward <clears throat> signing another quarterback. Derek, do you want to move on and play somewhere else? We'll send you wherever you want to go if that team is interested. And again, once that conversation is had, you get the next step, which is probably around February 20th, February 15th. And it's interesting because we are live now across YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube, and excuse me, Twitter, um, we're, and Facebook, we're seeing, I'm seeing the chat and I'm seeing a lot of people. It's, it's the shock of it happening as it quickly as it did. Um, I'm seeing people trying to convince themselves that it's real, i.e. people were, are, were, you and I are talking about maybe him coming back and people are, he's not coming back. He's not coming back. And I know that's a lot of people who want to make sure that he's not coming he's gone. back, mm -hmm. that he's gone mm -hmm. because that's how you feel. And I get that other people saying the opposite of that. So Again, there's going to be a lot of squishiness here, Mo. Even though we have this today, it's two games. They still have to opt out of the contract. They still have to, to your point, they sat him down and said, you're not playing. I get that. But you don't know that they've had that bigger conversation. And to me, until they have that bigger conversation, we don't know. Now, I get it. It doesn't look good for his long-term longevity uh, with the siren in the background. <laughs> <laughs> you got to love live stuff. Um, New York City, man. Mo. That's yeah. how it is. They're, they're, they're coming for you. Um, so, so, you know, you have, you have all of that going on and, and fans want to know what's going to happen. They want definitively. And mm -hmm. to me, I, this is not a definitive action. This is just, not, uh Oh, doesn't look good. But I, I, again, I know people in the chat up on YouTube are going to disagree, but you can't be sure it's going to have another friend, a, a season ticket holder texted me and he's like, I'll never believe he's gone until I actually see them roll on the field with another quarterback and he's not on the roster. <laughs> yeah, because how many times have we gone through this where you yes. think Derek Carr is gone, but it has never gone this far where a team has gone as far to bench him. <laughs> if we're at yeah. a point where when we're in uncharted territory. This right. hasn't happened before. It's, he's usually finished out the season, whether they're in playoff contention or not. This is definitely different. So I would say that it's more likely that they're done with him yeah, but I wouldn't quite close the book yet because I, as you said, I think after the season is over, I think a bigger, more intense conversation is going to be had about what they're going to do. Because remember, there's still some moving parts here. Yes. You know, where are the Raiders going to draft? Where's their draft pick going to be? Who are they interested in? Who do they think could be available via trade if they want to bring in a guy from another team who's under contract? All of those things come into play as you're talking about Derek Carr's future. No question. All right. For those of you listening to us on audio, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back right after this. We'll continue to talk about the big breaking news, of course, on Wednesday. Derek Carr benched the final two games of the 2022 season. Jared Stidham will start in the Raiders. We don't know who else is not playing or playing on offense. We So we don't know what Jared Stidham is going to have to work with. But Josh McDaniels and the coaching staff are going to get a chance to look at him. So hang in there. If you're with us on YouTube, we're coming right back as well. You're listening to Silver and Black Today, an Odyssey original podcast on the day Derek Carr benched the final two seasons of the 2022 season. Don't go anywhere. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 
All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. Silver and Black today. Segment two, our special breaking news edition. Der- Jared, bye, bye, bye. Jared Stidham starting Derek Carr sitting. Oh, that was a pretty good transition despite the flub. Not bad for a Raider nice. hater, as some of you nice. on Twitter are calling me today. Nice. Six, nice six years. Yes, yeah, six years you, of a Raider show, and I'm a Raider hater. What you just did is when a wide oh receiver beats a cornerback and a cornerback is able to recover with some makeup speed. That's what you just did right there. Yes, that was- which I have zero speed, but thank you, <laughs> metaphorically speaking. And metaphorically speaking, of course. I like that. All right. We're back. We're talking about all of this. Of course, this news big. We kind of saw the tea. We talked about it yesterday on the show. The tea leaves. We're reading the tea leaves. You don't know what's going on. Uh, would he play the guaranteed money if he gets injured that goes all the way into 2024? And, and Josh McDaniels, we talked about it in, in, in a show we recorded, actually, for tomorrow that we scrapped now. That was about Josh McDaniels' press conference Monday, where he talked about the fact that they were going to do what was best for the organization. And to me, you and I had said, we talked about it, we said, hey, this means that has to do with contracts. He mentioned contracts, not just injuries. Of course, we saw Perryman uh, go on um, and Chandler Jones go on IR today, so they're done for the season as well. But but the decision here is not just based on Derek Carr's play. It is. He mentioned it in the clip I played you at the top of the show. But it also has to do with that contract. It's a practical decision. That's why I said nothing is definitive, though it seems more likely than not they're going to move on from Derek Carr. I've said, and you can rewind the tape of the previous shows, I've said regardless of what happens with Derek Carr, I'm drafting the quarterback. Now, there again, there are people out there who are telling me Raiders aren't interested in drafting a quarterback because they read a report from some other writer or reporter. I don't think they know yet for sure what they're going to do. I'm just going to say that. But right. regardless of what I would do, I would draft a quarterback. You're, you're drafting in the top 10. If you like a quarterback, get that quarterback. Right? But, again, this is a practical move. They, they obviously have their options open. This is to protect their car's health, to protect the trade value. So that's that's where we are right now if you're taking it one step at a time. Well, and again, listen, we talk to fans, right? You guys watch the show, and I say it, and it's not just pandering. I believe you're the best fans in all of football and all of sports. But the front office of a football team does not make decisions like a fan. There's not that emotional tie to it, okay? So, so sometimes these things happen— and I see fans' reaction, and we understand it. I don't begrudge them for having it because I'm a fan too. I talk about it, right? Um, and and you get upset. So so I get it. Uh, in this case, though, you have to make the moves that are right for your organization, and that and that's what they're doing here. Because listen, if Derek Carr was a third year quarterback or a fourth year quarterback, um, he would have been benched, right? There, there's no reason not to the final two games of the season. You what you've been doing hasn't worked. Been working on offense for the most part, over the last four weeks. So why not try something different, okay? I mean, it happens all the time. We see guys get benched all the time. Um, even Dak Prescott gets benched for a, a a series, even when he's playing mediocre to, to better. And so so it can happen anywhere. But I do think, Mo, that in this situation, uh, the Raider fans, they want stability, right? So many fans have, have messaged me 
over the course of the past few days saying, man, I just don't want another 20 years of bad quarterbacks. And I keep saying, and I want you to check me on this, Mo, is I understand people's frustration with Josh McDaniels. With Dave Ziegler, though, I saw somebody get really critical. Well, he didn't bring anybody in, and he didn't do this, and he didn't do that. And I thought to myself, well, geez, he's had one opportunity. He had no first-round picks. He brought in Devontae Adams, okay? And then he brought in Chandler Jones. I know he didn't play well the first half of the season, but he came on towards the end. He made some other good little moves. So I don't think you can evaluate somebody on nine months. This is where fans are going to push back on your Devontae Adams. And, I, and I've and i gotten this on Twitter, too. They're going to say that Dave Ziegler didn't pull off that trade. It was Devontae Adams who wanted to come to Las Vegas, and that's why yes. he was able to, to do it. But I and, and I've responded to those tweets, and I said, well, you still have to put up the willing to put up the the draft picks for the deal you still have to put your stamp approval on the deal not to saying that a gm would would not do that especially when you have his college quarterback but you you can't just say oh, that's not that's not on Dave that's all Devonte adams manufacturing that so i agree with you i i think you have to give dave ziegler some time i understand the frustration more with josh mcdaniels and dave ziegler at this point because as I said on the previous show, when you blow four 13-plus point leads, <laughs> yeah. that's to me, that's a red flag. Yeah. <laughs> and that's all that's all that's also on Josh McDaniels. But with, with Ziegler, I would say I want to see what he can do with a full draft class. And, and I'm, what I mean by full draft class is a first and second round pick uh in his second year, now knowing what his coaching staff now needs and seeing what the team was in 2022. I want to see what he can do as a GM. I'm really interested to see how it pans out for him. Yeah, and our good friend, our dear friend, who we love very much, just when Wendy just reiterated, Devontae brought himself. Yeah, he did. But again, as Mo just said, Wendy, you still have to get the deal done. You don't just walk in the door and say, hey, I'm playing here. (laughs) It's not how it happens, right? You still have to give up the capital. You have to do all the contract stuff just Mo talked about. So I I just respectfully, because you know we love you, respectfully disagree on that one. Um, but I just don't understand it. What were you expecting? Were you expecting him to come in with 40 all pro players uh, off the street? Um, it's it, it, You have to give it time. And I think that that's where some of these things, and again, we're, we're talking about Derek Carr today, but I also want to talk about some of these, I believe them to be, and people can push back all they want. Um, these false narratives, the false narratives around the defense. Is the defense really good? No. Has the defense gotten better? Mo, we've talked about this. Over the last six to eight weeks, this defense, it's not going to be confused with any top 10 defense. Don't get me wrong, but they have improved. You've seen progress. They've held teams to an average of 15.7 points over that time frame. So that's getting better. Not saying they, they don't need to go out and get a bunch of bodies. They do. Okay. And they will. But I just feel like people want to make excuses. They want to focus, just like all of you who love Derek Carr, who say that he gets too much of the blame. I think you're blaming the coach and the GM too much, too. I just think it's multiple levels of failure. I keep saying this on every show. There's failure at every level, so there's plenty of blame to go around. There was a tweet that I wholeheartedly agree with. A lot of people are now saying that, you know, this move feels like it's it's all Derek Carr's fault. And I just said, uh, you know, Josh McDaniels is to blame for some of the blown leads. I feel like Dave Ziegler deserves some criticism. Remember, we talked about they needed to bolster the trenches, the offensive line, the 
interior of the defensive line. And the contract he gave Waller to me was enough to to be angry at him in the first place. Right. So there are there are reasons to criticize Dave Ziegler on this. Mm-hmm. But Derek Carr at the end of the day didn't help himself with his poor play That's... through December. So right. you can look at it and say, yeah, Josh McDaniels is at fault here and there, and Dave Ziegler, you know, put together a faulty roster that wasn't going to succeed anyway. Yeah. But at the end of the day, when you throw, again, nine interceptions in five games, your completion rate is below 56% in four consecutive games. You have six touchdown passes and seven interceptions in the month of December. You're not helping your cause. No, and and that's that's a key point to make there, too, which is, uh, and I think our good friend Matt Holder, who I'll, I'm sure we'll have on the show for the draft, um, Matt Holder said, listen, he's a scapegoat for Josh McDaniel's failure. No question. I think there's truth to that. But he didn't help himself. And, and you look back two years, 45 touchdowns, 47 intercept, interceptions, right? So you look at those things, and if Derek Carr had the year he had last year or a better year than he had last year, like you and I thought in the preseason he would, frankly, um, then he wouldn't be in the position. They would not be thinking of getting rid of him if his touchdown to interception ratio was higher, if his percentage, um, his completion percentage was in the 70s. It just would, even if they were losing games. Like before, it wouldn't be happening. So so that's where you have to look at it and say, everybody owns responsibility, including the coach, including the GM, including the quarterback. To relieve any of them of responsibility, to me, is, is intellectual dishonesty. What I always tell people is that when a first-year head coach comes in and things don't go as planned, Typically, that first-year head coach is not going, unless you're Nathaniel Hackett and you're absolutely awful, and we know you're awful, and you're an offensive coordinator head coach. <laughs> but the players are the first to go. If that doesn't work, then you start to see assistants fired, coordinators, position coaches. Then if that doesn't work, then it goes up to the GM. So we're at the first level of correcting our Raider football team, and they're looking at the quarterback position because we all know for now Josh McDaniels – isn't going anywhere. So you can be upset about Josh McDaniels and we, I can criticize him. You can criticize him, but Mark Davis has already set the table. He's not going anywhere. Right. Right. So if he's not going anywhere, what's the next level of responsibility fair or not? It's on, it's on the quarterback. Yeah. And and I want to say this too, because I, I know it's hard for fans and for, for folks to wrap their head around this, but if you look at this team and how they've played in my view, in many ways, they have been, They've played better in spots than they did the last two years. And, and you're going to say, wait a minute, the record, this, that. Yes, I go back to something you said on yesterday's show, Mo, and that was Josh McDaniel's biggest failure has been game management, hence the, the, the leads that were squandered in the second half. But if you look at times when the team has played really, really well, they've executed and done things that I don't think they did as well under John Gruden even or under Rich Passaccia on that playoff run. So I know it's hard to look at the game in pieces because we tend as fans to watch the game as a total and then walk away happy or sad. But in total, I see a lot of improvement. Look at the improvement on the offense. That Patrick offensive line, no two guys in the media have been harder on that offensive line than you and I have been, okay? But look at the progress they made on the second half of the season. It's pretty dang good. There's good coaching there. So I'm not saying the play calling is always great, but clearly there's some good coaching happening. We saw Mac Hollins who came and did pretty well at times as well. We saw other improvements there too, Mo. So when we talk about bad coaching, 
I to me, it's more bad game management than it is get bad coaching. Bad game management. Uh, I would question the halftime adjustments as well. That's the sure. only way you're, you're sure. losing those. But big that's game leads. management to me. Right. It, it's just. I guess it's just a specific sector of it. But yeah, yeah. I guess the the question now I would ask is how do the players in the locker room feel about this move? Because remember, good point. When it comes to free agency, right? These players are looking, as we do, these players are have their livelihoods at stake. They want to make money. Some of them, someone want to win football games. Someone want to make money and win football games. Free agents now coming into this 2023. Are they looking at the Raiders as a destination where I can go and win football games? And I think that's a, a big question to ask. If you're moving off from Derek Carr, what's your plan? Because yeah. You have to have a quarterback plan that's going to attract guys to come there if they want to win football games. If their goal is to win, you have to be able to attract guys to come there. And that goes back to my point about Devontae Adams. I understand Devontae Adams was a Raider fan growing up, but what if the Raiders had Davis Mills as a quarterback? <laughs> and the Raiders decided to get, let's say the Raiders decided, did not decide to um, give Derek Carr his extension. They said, oh, we'll, we'll see you later, Derek Carr. We're going to roll with Jared Stidham. As our starter, do you think yeah. Devontae Adams still comes to Las Vegas to play for the Raiders? I don't think so. Mm -hmm. So you got to give part of that. Part of that, you have to give credit to the organization for what they did bringing Devontae, getting Devontae Adams there. Now I know a lot of people are now afraid that Devontae Adams may leave. Now that it looks like Derek Carr is on the out. I'm still the belief that he understands it's a business. Now I know sure. Matt, Matt Schneiderman tweeted this from the Athletic. He said part of the reason. Devonta Adams left is because he wasn't sure about the longevity of Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. He wanted stability. So, of course, that is a concern now that it seems like Derek Carr's on the out, right? What I would say to that is what you do, what I would do as a GM and a, or a head coach is I would sit down and have a conversation with Devonta Adams. Look, he brought you here. We gave you an extension, made you one of the highest paid wide receivers in the league. Mm -hmm. We're moving on from Derek Carr. I know that's your buddy. But look, we got a plan. And I think yeah. at this point, as a GM, you have to be a salesman. So you're right. you're selling your plan. You have to resell them on the whole concept. Right. You have to resell them on what your long, what your short term and your long term plan is. Yeah, we're not going to have Derek Carr, but this is what we have in mind. Right. And you have to sell that to him. And I think that's an underrated aspect of being a GM is selling your team. You have to do it to the players who are on your team who may be disgruntled, and you have to do it to attract free agents or guys you're trying to trade for. And I think that's. That's going to be another focus in this offseason. Yeah, and listen, um, I think I think the whole Devontae Adams narrative is just overblown by people. And I and I talked when I was talking to Adrian again from from eleven forty the bet. I told him, listen, we've all worked with people that I, I mean that were close friends, and they for whatever reason leave the job or they're asked to leave the job or whatever. And am I going to up and quit my job because my buddy left? No, not always. If you have a family to support, now I think it all comes down to your point, which is. What is the plan for the future? If Devontae Adams doesn't buy into the plan for the future, then trade him. He, he, you can get two first-round draft picks, maybe. <laughs> so I'm not saying I want Devontae Adams outside of Vegas. I'm just saying if he's not on board, okay, Sarah, Sarah, it's time to go. We'll get on. We, we can't, you can't, you can't hold your team back because you want to keep one player. It doesn't Scott, work that way. Scott, we'll say this though. From a fan perspective, that it is hurts. the doomsday scenario. I know you it lose, is. You lose, you lose the quarterback who's, who's been your stable guy for nine years, and you lose arguably the best wide receiver in the league. That would be viewed I, as one of the worst off seasons a correct. team could have. 
And that's what I said earlier. Well, <laughs> I said, I said for season ticket holders, for longtime mm-hmm. fans, yep. for revenue. Because remember, mm-hmm. NFL is an entertainment business, folks. Yep. They care about the dollar. And mm-hmm. it would be an awful move. And I'm not saying they should or that I'd like them to do that. Yeah, In fact, I think they need to do everything to move that offense. If Derek Carr's gone, yes, you might have a high rookie draft pick coming. You might have another quarterback coming. But Devontae Adams is the leader of that offense then. He is the guy. He is the veteran. He is the focus of that offense. And so he's the guy in the locker room that is the leader. So if that's the case, then you you know this. But if, if they're moving towards moving on from Derek Carr, Mo, they've thought this through and they've maybe not had that conversation yet because they haven't decided. But when they get ready to make that decision, he's the guy they got to get buy-in from. Uh, and, and, and it'll have a huge impact on what they decide to do. Yeah, that's the first move. I mean, you go to your captains and you have you have an in-depth conversation with your captains about the direction of your football team. I mean, as a GM and head coach, that's that's part of your job. You have to communicate with your with your guys in the locker room who are gonna then send that message that you send to them to the guys that are gonna follow in their lead. So correct. If Derek Carr is not in the fold, Devontae Adams is your your obvious captain, your leader of that locker room, and you have to get him to buy in first. Now, a lot of people said Devontae Adams should just choose not to play. And I think that's <laughs> that's that's throwing a temper tantrum. Well, not only like that, you, Mo. Like, but before people, you start, but you, yeah, yeah. You, you make the decision. Now, you go to Las Vegas. You go to the Las Vegas Raiders knowing nothing is guaranteed. I know Derek Carr has a no-trade clause. But with the out in his contract and the possibilities, there's so many possibilities that can happen. You understand that there's is a business and Derek Carr may not be around for the long term. You hope that you made the right decision on stability, but there's a possibility that there is no stability for you. Correct. Now, the other thing, though, well, first of all, we're going to take a quick break for those of us, uh, those of us, for those of you listening on audio. Thank you so much for subscribing to the podcast wherever you get your podcast. If you're watching us on video, by the way, I know some of us, some of you watch on video only. And thank you for that. We love you guys on YouTube. I wish I could keep up with the chat. It's going by so fast, Mo. I can't even pick stuff out. So hello to everybody who said hello to us that I haven't been able to say hello to. Hi, everyone um, that hates that hates my takes and loves my takes. Appreciate you the same. <laughs> you're tuning in, so that's good. But if you're on there, even if you're on YouTube, just subscribe to the audio podcast. It helps us out significantly. Uh, so we appreciate that. Even if you don't listen to the audio and you just watch the video, just download it anyway. Uh, and if you're watching us on YouTube, hit the subscription and the notifications bell. We're going to take a quick break for the audio folks and for the video folks. Hold on. We'll be right back. You're listening to Silver and Black today, an Odyssey original podcast. Mo and Scott talking Derek Carr, talking an eventful day in Raider Nation. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back, Silver and Black Today, an Odyssey original podcast. You're also listening to us on 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas. And if you're a fan of the Raiders, uh, either a really tough day, a really exciting day, or somewhere in between, which I think most people are just an in-between. They appreciate Derek Carr, like Derek Carr, know he's a good man, did well for this franchise in so many ways. Uh, And if he's moving on, that's always uh, tough to say goodbye to a friend, at least from a perspective of knowing him on your team. So we understand that as well. But uh, we appreciate you guys all being here. I'm going to say this, though, Mo, because I'm already biting back a little bit online on Twitter. I know I shouldn't because people bait you. But you guys, everybody, there's going to be lots of emotion, right? Those of you who are most of you that are kind of yin-yang, you know, hey, yeah, I, I see why Derek Carr's got to go, but at the same time, I like Derek Carr and we could do work. For the most logical folks, it's not a big deal. But for the polarized people, 
the people that that could not and could not fathom Derek Carr not being a Raider are making the biggest excuses. I mean, it's just like loony land out there. And then the people who absolutely hate Derek Carr are celebrating, but it's not a it's not a good celebration. It's like a gloating and it's a this. I, I'm okay with people saying, hey, look, I'm happy they're moving on, but they're picking fights with people who are these other polarized defenders of Derek Carr. It's a bad situation. It's going to be a tough week in Raider Nation. So what I would recommend is limit your social media as much as possible. Check in on the news occasionally, see what's happening. You know the big news now, obviously, with Derek Carr being benched. Past that, Mo, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to engage with wackiness. Just not going to do it. I should have started the show saying this, but I just, to everyone viewing us and to people listening to us, <laughs> I, I, can, I can probably speak for Scott on this too. Yes. I'm not here to laugh at people who are Derek Carr supporters and wanting him to stay no matter what. Right. right. I'm not here to pat people on the back who didn't like Derek Carr and want him gone regardless. I, I just look at this show as, look, we're sitting at a bar, we're sitting in a lounge, we're sitting at a restaurant, and we're just having a Raiders discussion. This is not about who was right, who was wrong, and you're a Derek Carr hater, you're a Derek Carr lover. Let's just talk about the team, what directions they could go in. If you have any questions, I'm welcome to answer them. We can have a conversation back and forth. We can disagree. We can have different opinions. It's cool. But I, I'm just not here to point the finger and laugh at people who may be having a, I'm honestly having a tough time dealing with this news because this kind of reminds me of now this hasn't reached that level yet because Derek Carr is still technically on the roster, but this reminds me of when Khalil Mack got traded. Yeah. And I know it's different because Khalil Mack wasn't a polarizing player. Most Ray fans loved him. They didn't want him to go. But as far as the news coming down, the the gravity of the news that there's going to be some change. It reminds me of that. And a lot of fans are taking it as hard because a lot of fans were just as big as fans of Khalil Mack as they are Derek Carr right now. So I can see some parallels there, even though there are obvious differences, again, because Khalil Mack wasn't polarizing. Yeah, and and that's 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 where I that's where I see things here, which is you know, we cover the Raiders. We are not a fan show, right? We have fans who listen to our show, but everybody who watches this show or listens to this show knows that Mo and I don't come in here and talk about we and us and cheer for the Raiders. We don't do that. We would like to see the Raiders do well, because frankly, even from an objective standpoint, when you cover a team, it's a lot more fun when they're doing well. Well, Nobody likes to get in and talk about negativity, except for maybe political pundits. On this show, we don't do that. We like to talk about the things. So so when, when I say, and I was bolstering, I really believed, look, Derek Carr hasn't had a good year. And I've been talking about it for now really hardcore for about a week with data and people don't like to hear that. And so then they get personal and they say things to you. Okay. And, and to me, that's not what it's about. Again, Mo, how many times have you said, I think we need to put this, like we we need to make a hat for you to wear on the show. (laughs) Two things can be right at the same time, right? Yes, it can, it can be true that Josh McDaniels has not performed well. And yes, it can be true that Derek Carr has had a bad year. Both things can be true. Doesn't mean one person's to blame more than the other. So, so because I point out or Mo and I point out that Derek Carr hasn't performed as well as people think he should, that does not make us haters. That does not mean we want him gone. But for me, it's a business decision. I'm not emotionally attached like all of you are. I'll leave the emotions to you guys. But you can't attack people who look at things 
through the lens of objectivity. I get it. You can be emotional and be angry and, and express your opinion. I love that. Plenty of people. I, I was wrong on, I was given the 19 turnover stats for Carr the last two shows. I was wrong. Somebody went on Twitter today and corrected me. And I said, you're absolutely correct. I don't know where I was coming up with that, but I'm wrong. Thank you for pointing it out. Move on. Right. But, but this hyperbolic stuff, it's the one thing that I will say that, it, that, that I, I would like about if they move away from Derek Carr is that hopefully this, a lot of this goes away. I don't know if it will, or if people stick around, um, no, you don't think so? It's I'm, not going I'm, away. Do you, do you know, I'm too do you, optimistic? You're, this is not going, do you know what this is going to turn into? And I've already seen a little bit of it already. Any quarterback that comes in after Derek Carr. Oh, yeah. The people who... The failure staunchly, the, the people who staunchly support a car are going to heavily criticize that quarterback <laughs> because they're going to feel like, well, you heavily criticized Carr, so the next guy coming in is going to get the same heavy criticism. So... That's that it's not going away yeah. when you when you follow a guy who's been in a certain place for nine years and he has love and support and respect. That's what's going to happen. And I said, yeah. I, I, I leave that to the to the people out there. If that's what you want to do, I, I'm not telling you how I always say this. I'm not telling fans how to fan. If you if, however you want to fan, however you want to cheer for your team or not cheer for your team, yeah. that's up to you. I've been there in my younger years, so I understand. I'm sure you've been there your younger years, so you understand. Oh, yeah. But I I stay away from it. If you want to have an honest conversation, that's what I'm here for. Correct. All the other stuff, the personal attacks, I can leave that to whoever wants to do that. Yeah. It, and it's unfortunate because this is what I this is what I see in sports, is it's becoming more like the political realm. So when 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 you like somebody and they don't succeed, so if you get if you vote for somebody, they don't win an election then you're going to get upset and you're going to hate the person who won. Uh, and, and in this case, to your point, if Derek Carr goes away and the next quarterback comes in, there's going to be people actively rooting against their own team because they mm -hmm. still don't want to be wrong about one player. It, it's maddening. And I got to be honest, sometimes it makes me want to walk away from covering <laughs> football. It does because I'm like, holy crap. We, we have this issue in the country politically with that stuff, which we don't delve into politics on this show. But that's what it is. It's so polarized that nobody ever wants to lose and nobody ever sees any good in anything unless it's what they already believe. And overall, that's not good for your health, by the way, mentally or physically. And certainly not for a fan base uh, that has been such a great unit, a family, really, off when it comes to uh, being the fan of the team. Whatever happens, once that quarterback makes a first mistake, that first fumble, that first interception, if they do move on, they're going to say, see, this is why we should have kept Derek Carr. This is exactly yeah. why we should have kept Derek Carr because, as I said, as a fan, I get it because I've watched the years of Jamarcus Russell. I've watched the years of Aaron Brooks. I've watched the years of Andrew Walter. I've watched Marcus uh, Tuiasasopo. I've, I've seen it all. So I get why Raider fans are hesitant to move on because they've seen so much bad, especially <laughs> the younger fans. And they're like, man, it's been – before Derek Carr got hit, it was so bad. At least with Derek Carr, at least we, we looked like a competitive football team before him. Yeah. We weren't even competitive. We were four and twelve, three and thirteen. So that's what they're afraid of. But what I will say to to those fans is that if the Raiders are going to move on, you have to look at it from a different lens. Where okay, new front office, new scouting department. What can they do? It's not like we have a history of Dave Ziegler failing to draft a good quarterback. We don't know yet. We don't know what his draft record is. He he's only really had one year. And I and I go back to this because I, I wrote about this before he was hired. 
with the Patriots, he was in, in control of spending the money and yep. drafting. Patriots had a pretty decent draft that year. Spent a lot of money. He, and I said, the one thing I worry about with Ziegler, he's not afraid to spend money. That could be good or bad. You know, because if you overspend, not looking good. If you spend to get players in there, then fans like that because they like to see action, like this free agency. One of the most talked about times in, in the NFL calendar, free agency. Well, who are we going to get? Who are we going to bring in? So there's good and bad that. But what I will say is that <laughs> we do, we don't know what Dave Ziegler is as a general manager yet. We don't have enough information to say this guy is not a good GM, not a good talent evaluator or right. not. So we don't that's know what we're yet. Looking toward right now. And we got lots of people upset that you mentioned the name that should never be mentioned on a Raiders show, by the way. Jamarcus Russell. Yes. And there it is again. So there, people are getting <laughs> anaphylactic. They're having seizures over. I get it. I get it. Number two. I get it. Um, <laughs> I'm just trying to catch up on some of the chat. But here's the thing. We're, we're going to talk about Jared Stidham. I'm going to wait till the end there because this poor guy gets a chance to finally start and nobody really cares about Jared Stidham. They're already talking about the next quarterback. <laughs> Um, by the way, uh, uh, Gianluca Morelli in Italy, my, my Paisan from Italia is out there listening and watching us too. I want to give a shout out to him. Uh, I think it's probably middle of the night for him over there, but anyway, um, Mo, everybody in the chat is asking about the next quarterback. You created an uproar and, and it, at least it allowed you to figure out who you needed to block on Twitter, um, yeah. over mentioning the possibility of the Raiders acquiring Mac Jones, for next year, in addition to, I don't think people got to the second part, by the way, in addition to drafting a young quarterback. Realistically, when you look at that, a lot of what I've seen people push back on you about is, okay, Mac Jones, okay, if that's the key, how much draft capital would you have to give up to get Mac Jones? Do you have to give up a first-round pick to get Mac Jones, or is he now in the situation where, yeah, he had that good first year, he slipped back this year with the Patriots for lots of reasons. I mean, I'm thinking like a third at the highest. Is that what you're thinking too? What would it take to get Mac Jones in a Raiders uniform uh, as the, the, as the chat goes nuts? Cause nobody wants him. <laughs> I would say a middle round pick. Um, middle simply round. Because so he, fourth or fifth, if, maybe if you're, if you're, you know, as, as you said, highest being the third, if that, but what I will say the wild card thing here is you have to uh, understand is that I don't think the Patriots are sold on Mac Jones. So I'm not saying they're right. just going to give him away, but, if there are guys in that organization that like Bailey Zappi, who led the, led them to some wins, he could be on the out. And I'm not saying they're gonna, you know, dang him out there for a six rounder. But I'm not even sure. Bill is Bill Belichick gonna be back there? He's in the seventies. Mm -hmm. You know, if Bill Bel, let's say Bill Belichick walks away, mm -hmm. and they go through some changes, he could be out there. I'm again, I'm not saying Matt Jones is my first option. I, I put that out there. He to has say, a Mac Look. Jones jersey. No, I'm just kidding. I, I put that out there to say, and I tweeted this today, and I said that if Josh McDaniels is going to move on from Derek Carr to a, a quarterback who has some experience in this league, he's probably going to go with a guy who's played in his system. And a lot of people brought up Gardner Minshew, Gardner Minshew, Gardner Minshew. And this happens a lot out there. When, when a name is put out there, a lot of people go, that's the guy. That's the guy. Gardner Mitchell's the guy. And I, and I like, and in a general sense, I tweet this, in a general sense, I like Gardner Minshew. When, when you were out and I and I did the tribute to Mike Leach, I said, yeah. I think Gardner Minshew could be a starter in this league. I've said that years ago. Yeah. But look at what these coaches often do, what these GMs often do. They often bring in guys who know their they know. system. Right. So they don't, exactly. they don't, they, they hardly, I don't say hardly ever, but they more than likely go with a guy that they're familiar with 
than a guy that they're not familiar with. So guys like Garner Minshew, I heard people throw out Baker Mayfield. I would say no. I understand <laughs> Baker Mayfield's playing well with Sean McVay, but no. Uh, I like Garner Minshew, but I don't think he's on the Raiders' radar. I think a guy like if you're if you're thinking of a guy who could come in, know Josh McDaniel's system and play right away. This is why they're looking at Jared Stidham. Now, I don't think Jared Stidham is going to start because, as you said earlier in the show, you got to sell tickets. And I don't think a lot of Raider fans are going to want to come watch Jared Stidham play quarterback. I'm just saying, no offense, Jared Stidham. I'm sure your family loves you and your quarterbacking skills, but he's not going to be the guy. So gotta, you're looking yeah. at you're looking at you're looking at guys like Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo. I know you dismissed the Tom Brady thing. I don't think I, I don't think it's going to really? happen. But I don't think so either. But but I, because and I'll tell you why I don't think Tom Brady fits. If you're bringing in Tom Brady, you're saying we're a quarterback away. Right. Can you honestly sit there and say the Raiders are a quarterback away no. from being for a Super Bowl? Because Tom Brady, you think you think Josh McDaniels doesn't have enough time to turn this around? Yeah. Tom Brady has even less time. He's going to be 46 years old. <clears throat> if you're bringing in Tom Brady, you're going for the Super Bowl. And the Raiders yeah. have to fix the interior of their offensive line. And they need to get a defense because when Tom Brady went to Tampa Bay, that team had a defense. Great defense. That team had weapons. The Raiders have weapons too, but we don't know what's going to happen with Darren Waller. Are they going to make more moves? That plays into it. So Jimmy G, I hear Tom Brady, Mac Jones, Garoppolo. Oh, Garoppolo. Those, those are the guys that you're looking at that know Josh McDaniel's system. And of those guys, I don't think Tom Brady fits. I'm not ruling it out. I'm not saying it, it's not going to happen. But I just feel like if you were closer to being a Super Bowl contender, it would be more likely that you get a Tom Brady. It's more likely that you wind up with a Jimmy Garoppolo. Again, if Mac Jones is available, you can get him. He's cheap. And if they don't, you know, yeah. sell him out there for a first, second round pick and he's available for a third, fourth round pick, I think they're going to they would consider making that move. Well, and and the Jimmy Garoppolo thing, I kind of dismissed it at first, but I think about it, too, from a system perspective and knowing Josh McDaniels, that would make a lot of sense. Depending now again for a few years, right? You're going to draft a young quarterback. That's all based on this assumption that they're going to draft a quarterback in the first round. If that happens, having a Jimmy Garoppolo guy, because you're not going to. I'm sorry, Raider Nation. I, 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 you're going to hear it first, and I know you're not going to like it. You're not going to compete for the Super Bowl next year. Okay, so uh, if that's the case, I know, I know Murph will tell me I'm wrong, but I, I'm just saying um, <laughs> you, you, you need a guy who's going to be good. And not going to cost you $40 million a year. So I don't know where Garoppolo is going to be on the scale of, I know Minshew is going to be six or $8 million. So you start talking about budgets there. That's fine too. But overall, you're right. I think people underestimate the value of relationships and familiarity with systems, coaches, GMs. They just like any place, any place you go in the corporate world, and there's a new CEO. You know what they do? They bring in all the people they've worked with in other places. And the same exactly. thing happens in the NFL. It happens exactly. every time. We saw it. And I know a lot of you, I don't want them to be the Patriots. Sorry, you hired Patriot guys. They're going to bring former Patriots or down the tree, wherever they contacted them or worked with them, they're going to bring them in as well. So it'll be interesting to see who they do as that kind of bridge quarterback, because I really do think they will get one of those. Um, let's turn to Jarrett Stidham on Sunday. So he's going to be facing. It's like, oh, thanks. You start me now against the 49ers. You didn't start me against the Jaguars. You didn't start me against some of these other teams that don't have the defenses uh, that that uh, the 49ers have. But to me, this 49er team, I know they're the number three in the NFC right now, Mo. But they're playing pretty dang good. I think as good a football as anybody in the NFL. They are. It's probably the Raiders' best opponent mm -hmm. in of the season, maybe. Uh, aside from the Chiefs, of course. But 
if you look at it, I I understand they, they say they want to look at Jared Cena and see what he looks like, but they're not putting him <laughs> in a good position to make an audition, no. his first audition against the 49ers, because I'm not expecting much from him. Maybe he surprises me. But again, I don't think Jared Stidham is a guy that's going to start next year. Because I've seen people say, I've seen people on Twitter say, "Well, Jared Stidham could start," and you're you're basically tanking. And I and I go back to my point that you have to sell fans to come to. The, it's bad enough that there are a lot of opposing fans at Legion Stadium during their games. You got to sell fans on coming to the game. You think Mark Davis is going to like Jared Stidham starting at quarterback? Probably not. This is why you're yeah. going to get a, a bridge gap guy to come in. But they want to take a look at him because maybe he could be your number two guy behind the bridge gap guy right. behind a rookie. You have Jared Stidham. Maybe you start Jared Stidham for two, three games, and then you roll out your rookie. Because who's to say that the rookie isn't going to be ready to play right away? Yeah. You look at Derek Carr's career. He he was able to come in. They they didn't plan for him to be the starter. Right. He just showed that he was ready coming into that offseason. He he parlayed that into a starting job for nine years so you don't know if that rookie is going to come in and be ready or not he may be ready but you got you gotta have you gotta have a security blanket just in case he's not ready so one of those things too mo when you think about um not only jared stidham starting but but this idea of Derek carr being benched and this is the impact on the team right so you're heading into these final two games. Everybody's basically auditioning for their jobs again. There's only a few guys that aren't. Um, what kind of impact? They asked Josh McDaniels that today, and he basically said, hey, yeah, everybody knows it's like every time else somebody plays, somebody doesn't play. But this is different. This is a guy who's led your team for nine years, and um, it's going to have an impact. You have personal feelings involved. You also have, obviously, the game and the chances you have to win the game with uh, Jared Stidham. Uh, under under center at quarterback. Um, what do we want to look for in this team? Uh, I know a lot of people might think, well, this team's going to quit now because Derek Carr, this and that. Um, what do you expect? Uh, how do we how do we look at the impact that has on the team uh, this week? They're out, man. They're playing a much better team. But what do we look for? And and how could this impact the mood and the play of the Raiders who are going to play on Sunday? To be honest with you, Scott, and to be honest with the audience, I don't know what to expect. Yeah, it, it, you got to understand. This is a guy who's been the captain of your team for how long? He's been around for for nine years. Long, you know, right? Long tenured Raider, and there are people who are probably in that locker room who support Derek Carr just as hard as the fans. Some of these fans do. So it's going to be interesting to see how that offense operates with a new signal caller. It's going to mm-hmm. be interesting to see how guys are reacting because. Josh McDaniels can get up to the podium and say it's it's just whatever, it's just business as usual, all he wants. But anytime you bench a captain and he's your quarterback, that's a big deal. And it, it kind of signals to players that change is coming. So do those players then look at, okay, I gotta perform, I gotta be up to par, or else I, you know, I'm probably out of the door too. Or do they say, look, Derek Carr's probably gonna be gone. I don't want to be here either. <laughs> so it's gonna be <laughs> there's some guys. There, there are gonna be some guys who have that thought process too. So it's gonna be interesting to see where the energy level is. And I think you and Murph talk about this a lot in the post-game show about energy and, and guys being into the game. I'm gonna be looking for that because I'm not expecting much from a score perspective. I'm gonna be looking at the body language of a lot of these players, Devontae Adams, especially, knowing that his buddy could be gone. How's Devontae Adams looking? How is he gonna be more of a leader to, to the guys on the field now that Derek Carr is, is not on the field. Does he take on more of a leadership role? Is he mm. more reserved? How does he take this news? Because that is his buddy. And I'm sure he came to the Raiders partially because of Derek Carr being the quarterback. 
there. So yeah, I'm going to be looking at Devon Tams, especially my laser focus is how is he's reacting to this? How is he taking this news? Yeah. And, and, and as we, we conclude the show here, I, I want to say this too, because I, I, sometimes I get philosophical. I tweet things out that are, that are related to what we're covering here on silver and black today, but just in general in life too. And that is um, this expectation. There's no, you know, there's no guarantees in life. So you're not guaranteed if you keep Derek Carr, you do better. And you're not guaranteed you do better without Derek Carr. So so the idea, and you just brought it up a few minutes ago, Mo, when you said, hey, how do you know you don't get a first-round quarterback that comes in and, and just blows everybody away? You don't. How do you know you don't get a first-round quarterback and they're a complete bust? You don't. <laughs> you don't. If it was a perfect science and you were guaranteed of anything – it would be a lot easier to do, but it's not. So yeah, a Will Levis, a CJ Stroud, a Bryce Young, you don't know what these guys are going to do. You can evaluate them based on their college play. And so for Raider fans who are, well, you haven't been through 30 years of bad quarterbacks. No, I haven't. But because you have doesn't mean it's going to happen again. And so that's the caution I give to people is I'm okay with you being cautiously optimistic with or even pessimistic about the coach. I'm okay with you being pessimistic about the GM until he proves you wrong. That's fine. But I hear a lot of players, or excuse me, a lot of fans who say, I support our guys no matter who they are. If they wear the silver and black, they're my guys. But then the guy hasn't even been drafted or been signed yet, and you're already saying he's not going to do well. So, so that's the one challenge I want to give to everybody out there as we sum up this show, Mo, is just keep an open mind. I understand the pessimism. Your franchise has been through the ringer for a long, long time. Many of you have never seen this team win like many did earlier on. A playoff game. Mm -hmm. A playoff game. So I get it, okay? But what else, what other choice? You have two choices. One, which I know most of you are going to choose, which is you're a Raider Nation for life. This is your team till the day and even past the day you die. And then the other choice is you go, you go elsewhere. You, you forget it and you're not a fan anymore. That's the choices you have. So if you're going to stay with being a Raider fan, why would you make everything pessimistic and negative? Here, here's what I want to say, because I, I don't, I don't, I'm not saying you did this, but I don't, I don't want to, again, I don't want to tell fans how to feel because that's part no. of being a fan is having an emotion. But what I will say is what I reiterated on the previous show, Right. Who thought Patrick Mahomes would be what he is today, right? Because if if people were so sure Patrick Mahomes was going to be a potential two-time MVP, he would have went number one in his draft. He didn't. The Raiders are going to probably have a top 10 pick. Now, I understand the distrust in the scouting departments over the years. I get it. I've been through that. But <laughs> you don't have to have a number one overall pick to to change your franchise with a quarterback. If, you're, if your scouting department does its homework and, and hits on a quarterback, <clears throat> then you can have a guy that – take you to the next level yep. it, it, again it could be it, it could regress and it could go roll back from Derek Carr or it could get better again as I say Patrick Mahomes was not the overall not the number one overall pick in his draft class we the Chiefs got him at 10 yeah and the Raiders are going to have a pick inside the top 10 so if they make it if they go this route and they get a quarterback that they like that's a rookie I would just say just keep an open mind because you never know you never know what you're going to get in these draft classes it's an imperfect science a lot of guys, people say, oh, that guy's going to be a bust. Turns out to be pretty good. Yeah. People were heavily critical of Josh Allen when he was coming out of Wyoming. He's not accurate, including myself. I was like, well, he's not accurate. His, his completion percentage is low. Look at where the bills are right now. Yeah. You know, yeah. so it, it you just you just don't know what's going to happen. I would just say keep an open mind. 
Yeah, keep an open mind. And I know the history. I get it. If you're a long-suffering Raiders fan, I get it. But Al Davis doesn't make the picks anymore. Uh, and the GMs after him who didn't do well aren't there anymore. So you have a new GM who hasn't proven himself overall yet. So I get that. There's unknowns there. But there's an unknown when you walk out the door. There's an unknown when you get behind the wheel and you drive to the grocery store. So just keep an open mind. It's going to be a very crazy and exciting offseason. The Raiders have their full complement of draft picks as we speak today, unless they trade them for something else. But as of today, they're going to be a top eight, I think, maybe even higher draft Maybe pick. higher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, th- I think they'll go up to five or six, actually, but we'll see. Because um, the next two games are going to be tough for them. So we, we look at that. They're going to have an amazing opportunity to make the franchise, to put it on a foundation for the next 10 to 15 years. Now, if they screw that up, I get it. Then you're back at where you were before. But I wouldn't assume that they are. I think you have to give them the opportunity. You have to have some faith there. If you don't have the faith, then I don't know why you would be a fan anymore because then you have nothing. You don't think anything's going to go right. But again, to most point, you're right. We don't preach to you. We don't tell you how to feel. I'm just thinking that you guys have a lot more to look forward to than you believe at this point. So we'll see how it all ends up. I I just want to end on it with a nuclear scenario. Nuclear? Nuclear scenario. Now, I know you dismissed the whole Tom Brady idea. But I've said this, I, I, I strongly believe that Josh McDaniels is going to bring in a guy that knows the system. And if it is Tom Brady, the only way I see Tom Brady coming to Las Vegas is if he brings some guys with him, Rob Gronkowski. And some, you know, another guy say, yeah, because we all know these players talk in the offseason. They do. If, if Tom Brady is calling up guys and saying, look, I'm thinking about coming to the Rays, would you come? That's the only that's the only way I can see a Tom Brady situation working. Otherwise, just him by himself at 46 years old. I think you go with a younger guy, a guy who's able to play and not always on the injury report. This is why I don't like Jimmy yeah. Garoppolo because he's always, now I want to say always, but he's hurt half the time. He's hurt right now. I mean, if, if you're bringing in Jimmy Garoppolo, you might as well get your number two quarterback ready because chances are Jimmy Garoppolo at some point hurt. is going to be hurt. And yeah. this is why I brought up Mac Jones. And I get it. Mac Jones is a dirty player. He does all these crazy things on the <laughs> field. He's not a likable player. But as I said, as a GM, I don't care about if I like you or not. No. Do the guys all the do the guys in the locker room believe in you? Because if the guys in the locker room believe in you and you can get us to win some football games, that's what I care about. This is not a I like you business. This is about we need to win football games business. And it's the Raiders. Raider fans. I had a couple fans that he's a dirty player. I'm like, like Lyle Alzado. Oh. Um, like John Matuza. And no, I love those guys, right? I'm just saying. Like the, the the dirty player thing, it's like okay, if you don't like him as a quarterback, totally fine. You don't have to. Oh, he's a dirty player, just because I saw that on the news this week. But yeah, <laughs> nonetheless, it, it'll be interesting to see because the Raiders are going to have all these big choices to make. Um, yeah, I I don't see Brady, but you never know. Maybe he just wa- he's a bachelor. Maybe he wants to live in Las Vegas and earn income that's not taxed because there's no income tax in Vegas. Maybe he does that, and maybe Gronkowski joins him. And they have a cool, fun year, and the Raiders draft a rookie, and then he's able to pass it on to the rookie the next year. Who knows? At this point, anything's possible. Remember, if you believe what Dana White said, wow. Tom Brady to the Raiders was actually a real thing if John Gruden didn't say no to it and stick with Derek Carr. So I don't right. think it's out of the realm of possibility. But my primary focus is on the draft because I think yes, regardless of what, the Raiders should draft the quarterback inside the top 10. Should, and- should, must, must do that. 
And the Raiders are in the position they're in because of bad drafts. The draft is so important. I'm not saying that you have to hit on every first-round pick, but those middle-round picks, we saw what happened in the Gruden-Mayock era and how they all gutted, in essence, the chances. Think about if half those picks, Mo, would have been successful, this team probably would already be a playoff team. I mean, if you think about it, the misses they had, they're almost there, right? So at the at the very least, they're more competitive. So... It's going to be all about the draft, so look forward to that. I know it sucks to, to, to look forward to the draft and not the Super Bowl, but that's the way we're at. So we'll, we'll, but we'll be here to talk about it, not only through the rest of the season, but through the rest of the year, the summer, and all that stuff. We're going to have big draft specials. We're going to have all kinds of things going on, uh, as well as Mo doing the show from the top of the Empire State Building. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, we're, going to, we're going to do all sorts of fun. All right, Mo. Well, it was a crazy day, and we wanted to get on live to talk to everybody, and we're glad we did, and we certainly appreciate you guys joining us up on YouTube, wherever you're watching us live. And if you're listening to us on audio on Thursday morning on your way to work, we we'll hope this allowed you to kind of vent or listen or uh, just think about what happened with Derek Carr uh, yesterday. So we appreciate you guys being with us. The listeners on 98.5 The Fan and 1140 The Bet in Las Vegas, thanks for doing that. Make sure you subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcast. Mo. We will talk to you again early next week, and I will talk to the folks out here post-game with Murph on Sunday. Wherever you stand on this Derek Carr issue, be careful out there in the Twitter streets, people, because it's, it's chaos <laughs> it's out gonna... there. People are getting all types of insults hurled at them. So yeah. careful out there in the social media world out there. No matter what side of the fence you're on, it's sort of going to be like you're running in the middle of an episode <laughs> of Walking Dead, right? You. <laughs> It's just going to be a disaster with a lot of zombies following you. So so be careful, uh, and we will go talk to you guys on Sunday. For Mo Moten, for our producer, David Stepanian, I am Scott Colbranson. This has been Silver and Black Today, an Odyssey original podcast. Take care, everybody.